when we were in treatment we'd be like four four bunks in a room and at night we would have queefing contests <gasps> oh, you would my yeah, oh my gosh How- so you can you can queef you know on- what honestly it's it's been a minute but like i want to try harder because i used to be able to do it on command a yeah. lot and maybe it's just i just need to tap into my inner pussy body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can quote me on that <laughs> everyone, welcome to Comedy Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Kate Siegel. I'm Nikki Irvin, and our guest today is the incredible Britain was Nikki. But before we talk with Bryn, Kate, Nikki, what's up? I'm good, you know, I'm pretty good. Uh, so got to see Otsko Katska. <laughs> Oh yeah, at the dynasty the other night. Oh, who Lauren you? did go with? Me. Okay, good. I was he's like, a wonderful partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'll go alone, and he was like, all right. Um, so he came with me it was, and loved it. Obviously, oh, yeah. yeah, I had a great time. He just had to work, so oh my gosh, she's some time away from that, but. She is amazing. She is amazing. And Danielle Perez opened for her. Yes! So that was really fun. Also fucking amazing. Danielle Perez was in that uh, vulture who to, you know, yes, who was like, the, yeah. which is like fucking about time, you know? Mm-hmm. So was Nori Reed, who yeah. I uh, I did ask to come on this show and I haven't heard back from. So uh, Nori, <laughs> if you're listening, the offer stands. <laughs> Please come, please, please come, come on our show. She's, she's not. No, I don't think so. No, 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 no. Steph not. It's fine, it's fine, it's uh, fine. But no, so, uh, yeah, so that was good, and we're going to see Mark Maron. I'm trying to, um, before I start doing comedy again, I'm, like, sort of going to see comedy again. Yeah, uh, so that makes sense. It's how, I, like, it really is putting me in, like, a, like, a headspace that's like, oh, okay, I could do this again. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's very encouraging. And then Dynasty is great. And we're this will be tonight will be our first time ever at the Largo. So wait, what? You've never been to the Largo? And girl, we used to live right down the street from it. So it's a tragedy. Oh my God. Yeah. So I wonder if John Bryan still lives above the Largo. <laughs> we're just like cool. So as soon as we move all the way across town from the place we used to live five <laughs> minutes away from, now we'll go there. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So awesome, yeah. that's so cool. Otherwise, yeah, we picked yeah. our caterer for our wedding. That was great. Oh, yay! Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So stuff's just plugging along, moving that's, along. That's great. My improv show has our uh, monthly spot at the clubhouse again, starting next year. So, oh my I gosh. will be doing improv. Like there is a a deadline on when I get to do improv next. So that's fun. Awesome. You'll be booking that show. Yeah, we are gonna so. book that show. Yeah, improvisers, yeah, yeah. start getting ready because shows are gonna start booking you uh-huh the clubhouse is coming back like they're they're coming back yeah, yeah. i think you, you said earlier that will hines has got a oh yeah. wait i don't i think it's okay to say yeah okay. will hines is going to be hosting a show at the clubhouse that's cool that's um, cool so that's um it's like cool let's yeah let's get back into the fucking clubhouse <laughs> yes <laughs> uh to our listeners if you're not in los angeles the clubhouse is a is a space that was created by comedians for comedians to be able to create shows in a space where you're not being really um, overseen by anybody. There's nobody. It's essentially like um, 
like a place where you are responsible for paying the rent on your show. So you can turn a profit on shows, things like that. Though mm. most of the shows there are like, they're donation based. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the idea is like pay what you can in most of these shows. And it's great because it's... Um, It's such a, it's a clubhouse. It is literally a clubhouse and it's such a, it's like a workout space and it's not like advertised, you know, it's not like UCB or the pack or groundlings where like, (laughs) where it's like, oh, we are curating these, like, uh, this lineup of shows. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, you get in there and, you know, you, you get on the waiting list for when a spot opens up to be able to do a show and things open up all the time. Yeah. to be able to do shows but it's cool it's um that's i feel like that's where i like cut my teeth in comedy was yeah getting to do stuff at the clubhouse and then the clubhouse is wild because like so i think right before pandemic like when we were doing our monthly show uh one night we wrapped up we had our show was on mondays we wrapped up and we came downstairs and fucking scott thompson of kids in the hall is like standing in the lobby of the fucking clubhouse <laughs> because he was running reps on his one man show. Yes. And you're just like this is wild. Yeah, what? Maria Bamford was yes. doing it for mm-hmm. like just running reps on her show and yeah. you would like cool, let me just go in the middle of the day like to like 12 see PM. Yeah, yeah, 12 p.m. to go see Maria Bamford and like some of our friends would be like she'd be like, "Oh, whoever responds first can open for me." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "That's so fucking rad." Yeah, the clubhouse honestly like one of my favorite theater spaces and yeah. it gets like it gets shit on all the time cuz it's kind of dirty. It's like Well, you know, it's not dirty so much as there's just a lot of people who come through there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. also like they try to keep it pretty safe. Like you, there's like a lockbox. Like there's yes. a key code to like get into it, so you can't just like walk in. You have to like enter. You have to know the code or mm-hmm. like know people there. So if, even if you're an audience member, you have to like you have to punch in a code to enter the building. Yes. Yeah. So like, because you know, and if the door is broken, then you know anybody can come in. And there's lots of couches and seating in the like lobby area, and they yeah. have movie nights there and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a really uh, it's like it felt like a, felt a little bit like a co-op yeah. yeah yeah so i'm very excited for the clubhouse to come back i love that space and mm. i can't wait to see some fucking improv yes uh because i know right now a lot of ucb like herald teams and stuff like that are doing bar shows and i'm like Oh, Mickey, that face, a bar show, improv bar show is like, I did one one time and I I will never agree to that again. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody at a bar wants to. I mean, I don't know if it's like, you know that you're going there for that, but like. Okay, this is a funny anecdote. I was on this improv team that we were not even a team. We were a practice group that formed out of my 301 401 class one of the guys was really good friends with the cooties they were running a show at bar lubich and todd glass was on the lineup and so the way they organized it was it was stand up stand up stand up stand up culminating in todd glass oh my god sandwich in between todd glass and the cooties here's a 401 practice group you've never (laughs) heard of (laughs) oh i love it Oh, uh, it was pretty awesome. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, uh, I just spent the last like four days working for this immersive performance experience um, for the show Fairfax on Amazon. Uh, so it was very fun because I 
kind of spent the last four days uh, being a different person than myself. Uh, you know, kind of, sort of, yeah, to a degree. Um, but uh, I was playing like a, you know, someone who's like real into streetwear. So I'd be just like talking, not at all how I talk, um, <laughs> which is like, oh, sup, fam? Like, welcome. All right. Make a decision or GTFO, bro. Like, <laughs> just like, like talking to people and kind of like getting to be like a retail worker, but kind of an asshole, which was difficult for me. Oh. It was actually, it was not an easy it was not easy to do because it's so unnatural to for me to be like unkind unkind mm -hmm. yeah like i feel like i was like you know just too welcoming literally at one point like people were really really excited about it uh because we had done uh they had created this store uh the store from the show fairfax which is which is very it's a very fun show it's very um it's uh it's it's hella cute um so they recreated the store from the show and uh, we were playing like employees in it, uh, interacting with people and they come in to get swag and stuff. And uh, there was like a woman who had come in and she was like there for a while, like taking video. She was really, really into it, um, except that like everybody was being kind of mean to her, like, you know, in a you know, chill way or whatever, like acting like store employees from Supreme or whatever. Sure. But I was having a hard time. So I was like dancing and like having fun and being nice to her and like compliment. I was like, yo, fam, those earrings are fire, you know? And she was like, at the end of it, as she was leaving, she came up to me and gave me a hug and was like, I love you. And she followed me on Instagram. Like she found all of us and, and tagged us and was like, followed me on Instagram. And I was like, oh, thank you. I wasn't doing my job, right? <laughs> but I appreciate like the guest service part of me came out yeah. more than the, like the acting. Totally. But I, I don't know. Hopefully that was a balance, but it was really fun. It was fun to be working like, you know, being around people it was very energizing yeah. um, until it was exhausting in my sure. heart. Oh, um, my God. I imagine immersive performance, too, is like, you know, meeting people where they're at. Yes. Yeah. Yes, totally. Totally. So but, I think you probably did do the right thing. Yeah. I hope I get to do more of it because it's a fun. It was like a fun, decent paying gig for like getting to be an actor. But yeah. without, you know, like, you know, there's there's only so many ways to be an actor and this was great so yeah but yeah it was super it was super fun um but you know who else is fun Our <laughs> <laughs> the incredible Rin was Nikki what's hey. up hey I, uh, I paid her to say that I was incredible <laughs> in the mail. Uh, so Bryn uh, Bryn is a, a filmmaker a performer a comedian she does drag and burlesque and you can check out her movie yes her movie that she wrote and directed and produced and stars and in. stars in her side of the bed on amazon and she's got a great band it's a comedy music band called real tough cookies and they have some really amazing music videos wait more than one yeah you got more than one right? <laughs> well we have one like official music video yes, and the rest and are just like videos of us at the pack yeah okay performing. yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, i think those count they're, yeah. they're live performance music videos so yeah, totally. yes yes uh, but the 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 official music video is so fun and delightful. oh my god it's so good oh my gosh. and you're so stylish in it like uh Thanks. It was a, it's a lot of fun. That was the last thing that I did that really, you know, I, I've been doing some no budget stuff since the pandemic, but that's the last big project I did. And it was 
it was great. And we worked with a mostly female crew. And yeah, our costume designer, Abigail Kiever, who did all that stuff, she was such a boss. And everyone, everyone who worked on that was great. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Called Call Me When You Learn How to Use That Dick. I had this idea <laughs> that I wanted it to be representing women throughout the ages because it's like an age old problem, right? So we mm-hmm. have, you know, uh, someone from the 70s, from the 80s, from the 90s, and then like, one that's also kind of like 80s pirate, which is then. <laughs> those, are the, those are the ages, 70s, 80s, 90s, 80s pirate. 80s pirate. And, um, <laughs> and um, yeah. my art director, Chloe Badner, she's incredible. I, I had been, you know, stalking her on Instagram for a while. Like, she's so amazing. I want to work with her. And, and she recommended Abigail. And then I was like, this is my idea. And then they brought their expertise to it and just made it something that's much greater than the sum of our parts. And I'm yeah. so happy with the way it looks. That was the last, like you said, big budget project that you worked on, but you've been working on smaller things during pandemic. Yeah. What you working on? Well, I've just been doing some uh, some little sketches and stuff. I did um, a fake, like a mockumentary about dating my cat, which yes, I yes. mean, it is a mockumentary, but it's like based on the truth (laughs) and then um, just some like little sketches the one that I spent zero dollars on and they got 12,000 views without me trying at all was a a video of me waxing my own asshole oh yeah it's not you don't see (laughs) Nikki's so concerned her face is like wait what's happening no I have have a lot of I love A lot of questions. Here. So it's on YouTube, so it's family friendly. You don't like see my right, asshole. Okay. It's everything's happening below screen. But um, you know, I I couldn't see the person who would wax me toward the beginning of the pandemic. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna try this, and um, it it did not go well. And uh, apparently, people on YouTube like that, and I've gotten a lot of really positive comments. <laughs> you know what you should try next? Huh? Uh, waxing your toes. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you have hair on your. T- I, I do. do. I pluck them. Yeah, you pluck them. I pluck. Okay. Oh, I shave. I yeah. shave them. Yeah. I shave them. Yeah. But I do have the hobbit toe. Yeah, it's just like the one, yeah. the one big toe that's just like. <laughs> I'm more of like a nipple hair girl. Like, like this yeah. one gets more than this one, and they just, yes. there's like seven that just kind of <laughs> keep coming back. Oh, hello, old friend. Uh, I have a uh, chest hair, like a row <gasps> yes. chest hair. Ooh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they told me whiskey would do that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep drinking to forget about it now. Yes. Uh, amongst my friends and my sister, we call them like a chest hair is a chair or a nipple hair is a nair. So like, okay. Oh, I got some chairs okay. coming in. Uh-huh. So like, I'll look at you and you know what I'm talking about, but no one else. It's a little. Is this a lair? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you lip hair, everyone. <laughs> oh man, that nice, reminds me. Nice this is reminding me of a, a one time fembot phd we all went to we spa together oh. and so you you're naked there so yeah. we're we're mm-hmm. a sketch team we're all seeing each other naked for the first time and we're trying to like the first like half hour or so we're trying to be pretty like you know just cool about it mm-hmm. and then we're just like pointing each other so i was like oh you have really nice nipples kate like <laughs> yeah like oh here's where they, i get the the hairs you know i've got a little hair here and we're all like pointing out where we get our hairs on our body it's like this is great this is true bonding Right That's here. a lovely bonding experience. Yeah, and plus, beautiful. I called it. I knew that Kate had wonderful nipples. Oh like, yeah, I could, you could just tell just by looking at her. I'm like, she. She's got great nips. Yes, yeah, yeah. probably. Like, she just had a baby though, so probably not anymore. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they're just even greater, like, yes. like bigger, greater, bigger. And just, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, Kate. Uh, well, I can say this. I have seen them since because she has definitely shared. We shared some wild pictures with each other. Yes. She's she's definitely shared like breastfeeding pictures and like you know her you know nipples out right uh i've sh- we've shared poop pictures oh right? always yeah, yeah. gotta 
you gotta because you guys are like you're like sisters you right. know and like yeah. you're not truly sisters unless you send each other pictures of your poop yeah. right? you you have a sister i do and she sends me pictures of her poop all the time <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a joke sorry jamie so uh, your family so your family is here you lived you grew up in los angeles did, like yeah. you are a native yeah um what's it what was it like growing up in la what what were your parents like and your sister um well growing up in la the weather was very nice <laughs> um <laughs> i grew up in west la and um i have kind of like older parents my parents were close to 40 when they had me which is kind of an interesting dynamic because they were kind of um kind of hands off whereas I feel like maybe if you have younger parents maybe they're a little bit more close to your age so they can bond with you more so so that was a thing my sister's three and a half years younger than me and and we're super close she's my best friend my favorite person in the world Aww. and I love her I also have a, an older brother who's eight and a half years older than me and he's also born and raised here living near you in the valley mm-hmm. and um yeah growing up in LA it you know it seems normal to me but looking back on it now i wonder if like maybe we grew up a little bit faster yeah. in la you yeah. know just because and also i did a little bit of like acting and stuff when i was a kid and so i was kind of exposed to that world and so i don't know you just want to grow up really fast the whole like 13 going on 30 mm-hmm. idea like i was i you know, I wanted to be older, and I wonder if that would have been different if I had grown up in a in a smaller town. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of what it was like growing up for me. Yeah, but then, okay, so, look, I don't, I don't want to get into therapy talk or anything, <laughs> but I, I also know that you went to, um, oh, what, are, what are they called, the... <laughs> Uh, like reform teenager <laughs> reform prisons no i don't know yeah yeah uh, i'm i'm part of the troubled teen industry i went to um a residential treatment center in utah i was locked indoors oh. and it's funny because um the members of my band were called the real tough cookies the rtcs i met them in utah when i was there and we <gasps> would make music together there you know 16 years ago and oh so we, that's like oh, wow. we named ourselves rtcs real tough cookies after residential treatment center which is where we met <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. And so you've known them since then. Yeah, we um, you know, stayed like in and out of contact, but you know, we we were always there for each other. We were we were close and we could always call each other and then we've been hanging out more in recent years since we formed the band and we were kind of all in in better places yeah. mentally and stuff. So, yeah, I was I I was a troubled teen. <laughs> I do wanna, I, like you, you said troubled teen industry, which yeah. I think is very like, like you want to unpack what you mean by the troubled teen industry a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I think a lot of it was, um, it, it was a cash cow for the people who ran these. It wasn't super helpful to the kids who were in it. And it was paying, you know, it was playing off of the fears of the parents. And they're like, your kids are going to die. Your kids are going to die. And parents are like, I don't want my kids to die. And so taking lots and lots and lots of money mm-hmm. from them uh, to to quell their fears. And, yeah, I think a lot of us were left worse for the wear. And I'm actually um, working on a documentary right now about my mine and my friends' experiences in the troubled teen industry. It's something that I've been wanting to do since I left yeah, uh, when I was 18 and um, I just hadn't, I just didn't really have like the strength to do it. Sure. You know, like, like the emotional is just, it's a whole 
not just one bag of worms. It's like, you know. Yeah. So reopening a lot of yeah. trauma. And not just my trauma, but everyone else's trauma. And if I'm yes. a documentarian, I need to have be able to hold space for those people. And I, mm. you know, I started recording. We, we filmed a few times this year. And I found that, yeah, it is very difficult to do that. It's very draining. But um, but I'm glad that I'm, that I'm doing it. And so at the beginning of last year, I kind of made a list of like, these are the things that I would like to do this year. And one of them was finally work on this documentary. And I was like, I think, I think I can do it. I think I have the strength. And, um, and it just so happens that this woman that I was there with started a group Facebook chat with like a ton of people who we were there with. And she's like, hey, everybody, um, you know, kind of like a little reunion thing. And because Paris Hilton had just come out with her documentary called This is Paris. And yes. she mm-hmm. actually, she went to another TTI that was like different than ours. It was like kind of worse, but she also went to ours for a second. Oh, really? Yeah, and she is kind of putting it out there in, into into the zeitgeist. So like the, this is a thing and now it's kind of gaining momentum. And so she's like, hey, I don't know if anyone saw the documentary, but I just wanted to reconnect with all of you. And that was really cool. We were you couldn't even keep up with how fast we were sending mess- messages to each other and, and validating each other's memories because they're like, I feel like I'm fucking crazy. And I try to tell people about this and no one understands. No one believes me. But comparing stories, I'm like, yes, I remember that. And it, that was really validating. And so that also kind of gave me the strength to just do it. And I, I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to make this documentary. And so I was just kind of like putting it out there to hold me accountable. And, and now I'm working on it. So not quite comedy, although there are some mm-hmm. light moments, but uh, something that's very personal to me that I'm working on right now. Wow, that's really cool. How yeah. um, how far along in the process are you? Not too far. I mean, I've interviewed three people, and um, it's just kind of figuring out what to do with it. I'm going through footage right now, which you know takes a long time as well. Um, trying to figure out if it's going to be a documentary film or maybe like a docu series because there's so many different aspects. There's the people who went there, and then there's like the staff members, their point of view, and then. Um, the family members, like, why did you feel like you had to send send them away? Yeah. Right. Um, so, so yeah, just kind of figuring out what where to put it and how yeah. to tell the story. Exactly. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you done a doc? Have you made a documentary before? Only the mockumentary about dating my cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like you're kind of like figuring out how to tell the story of this particular documentary as you move through it it sounds like yeah and fortunately i have um, a really good friend his name is drew pasley i love him very much and he is a filmmaker and has a lot of experience in documentary and he's uh he's come on as a producer with me and also the director of photography and he's been great because he, he has documentary experience and also i'm so close to it so much of the time that i'll just like word vomit on i was like this is what i think i want to do help and he'll look at it and he's like okay so you know he can really see it um with with clear eyes where I can't a lot of the time. So together um, we're, we're making it work in ways that I couldn't have done on my own. So that's really great. I love that you're just doing something you've never done before. And I think that that is like, like you look at everything you've done and you are constantly pushing yourself to do something new and to try a new skill and to to like push your limits. And I think that that is pretty consistent throughout for as long as I've known you and seen the work that you do. Like you are constantly like, oh, I'm going to do this now and I'm going to do this now. And it is, it's really cool to kind of like watch you take on new projects. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. You know, sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I should just choose one thing and try to be really good at that one thing. And maybe that would have helped me be further along in my career or something. But I I have so many different things that I want to do and so many different yeah. interests that I just yeah. like to, Yeah. And that's, that's something that's kind of new for me, actually, because for a long time, I was kind of 
wanting to do so many things, but I think I was just too scared to try yeah. anything. You know, before I, w I went to the pack, I was like, I was taking classes. I was taking improv classes and sketch classes and stuff, but I wasn't really performing. I wasn't really putting myself out there and I wasn't really making my own stuff. I mean, I was, I actually, I uh, asterisk on that is I was doing her side of the bed, but then there was like a long period where we weren't shooting. There's a long period where we were in post-production, so I wasn't doing anything else. And, um, and then I, you know, I just didn't want to be scared anymore and I didn't want to like not do things that I wanted to do because I was scared and then later in life be like, oh, what if I had done that thing? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, because it's like, okay, like, what, like, what's the worst that happens? Like, you start a project and then you don't finish it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then what's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're allowed to not finish. Yeah. yeah. You find out that wasn't that the wasn't thing you're about. Yeah. yeah. Or you do it and it's like really bad. Okay, well, at least you did it. And then yeah. it's like, oh, well, that was a learning experience. And then yeah. the next time you do it, we'll hopefully be better. <laughs> yes. If you enjoyed doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Um, so you grew up performing. When did you start getting interested in doing comedy? I was always telling jokes from the time that I was a kid. I loved to tell jokes. I loved to make people laugh. That was my, that was my, favorite thing to do and like you i was watching kids in the hall um I, like, <laughs> I mean honestly i think one of the best sketch comedy shows like oh my, yes um, it's great and they're all nice people yeah canadians for, for, i think i'm assuming <laughs> canadians they tend to be a little nicer right yeah. you say this although i just listened to a three-part series on these <laughs> like on the Ken and Barbie killers, um, what? Uh, Paul Bernardo and Car Carla Homolka, which is this Canadian couple, and they were horrific oh. rapists and murderers. Like, oh, okay. I, well. I want to say yes, Canadians are very nice, but then I like I was listening to it on the way here. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like mostly, they're mostly very nice. The best part is that this fucking awful, disgusting, sociopathic piece of shit, like really wanted to be Vanilla Ice and oh. he's like telling people about his rap career oh. and he couldn't rap and just like imagine him with his Canadian accent like doing these really shitty oh non-raps yeah oh. and imagine the person who's like I want to be Vanilla Ice I know because he was so <laughs> successful and so prolific yes <laughs> because he was such a creative mind I know his one hit was literally a ripoff of a David Bowie <laughs> Queen song. Right. Yes. Uh, -huh. uh two, he had two hits. Oh, there was did. the Go Ninja, Go Ninja, oh, Go. I forgot about Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. <laughs> How could you forget about Go Ninja? Because I was an MC Hammer girl. I liked uh, Too Legit to Quit and then the Adam's Family theme song. I, I just, okay, first of all, first of all, yes, the Adam's Family theme song. Second of all, I just want to I want all the listeners at home to know that Katie did the Too Legit to Quit with her fingers. <laughs> like number two. I can't do it, but it was really good. <laughs> And only true Hammer fans would know that, so. <laughs> I literally, as an eight-year-old, practiced this in my room. It's like, good. It's really good. And then I went, uh, when I moved to the Bay Area, I went to my first Oakland A's game, and they do this. They play too legit, and they all do this. And I was like, my moments! <laughs> my people! Wait, how do you do it? It's too, too legit, legit to quit. Too legit to quit. Too legit to quit. Oh, too quit. Yeah. You got to work on the too dexterity. Legit, too legit, too legit, too quit. <laughs> too, too legit, too legit, too quit. 
<laughs> I've always wondered, is that, uh, is that like American Sign Language or? Uh... No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> it's like MC Hammer as a language. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, okay. <laughs> you grew up telling jokes. Uh, did you tell like, did you like knock knock jokes? Or were you just like, you were just like wisecracking? I think I was a wisecracker and, and I still am. And I love yeah. that. Um, yeah, I like to tell jokes too, but I feel like uh, just off the cuff being weird and silly is is my thing. Yeah, I've I've always loved that, and I always watched comedy, and, and I would watch um, SNL with my parents and stuff. Cute. Oh, so you had comedy like parents who liked comedy too. Yeah, and my and my family's funny. Like my my whole family loves to joke around. Mm-hmm. Um, still, and they, like we call each other weird nicknames, and we like we make up silly little. Stuff you know worlds it's it's fun yeah i saw that text your dad sent you um <laughs> if you wanted to come watch suck sesh <laughs> so he said, he said uh he said he said uh like come watch suck s-u-c-k new word sesh s-e-s-h in five minutes so like suck sesh but, <laughs> but he was just he was just inviting me to come over and watch succession yeah <laughs> yeah but that's so. It's just I died. I died. Succession. Succession. Like, what? The- <laughs> Ew, Dad. Uh, what are you? What are you thinking of? He was just inviting me to watch Succession. Where's your mind in the gutter? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask. Look, my dad would mean he would actually mean success. No. So, yeah. He's. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. That fucking sucks. That fucking sucks. That fucking sucks. gross. No. Dad, no. No, dad, no. no. Why? 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 So, and your family there, like, they they support what you're doing. They support your comedy career and your creative career. Yeah, definitely. Um, my dad used to be a journalist, so that was, um, that was cool. He used to write. I think he should get into creative writing, but he's like, I don't. Like I don't. I'm, I think everyone should do the artist's way. By the way, have you done the artist's way? Mm-mm. Oh my god! I I started to, but I started to read it and then I never finished it. And I'm sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. It's 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 like a little bit. It's kind of it's not culty, but it's like a little bit culty. But they're not like asking you for money or for anything. All you need to do is buy the seventeen dollar book, and then it's just up to you. But it's um helps you get in touch with your creativity, and it's helped me so much like I read it um during the pandemic and I created more than I ever have Ah. and it's just yeah ways to get in touch with your your creativity and get in touch with your inner child that is an artist and I fully drunk the Kool-Aid and I recommend it to everyone so I was like dad you should read the artist way he's like I have no desire I was like all right cool (laughs) and it's also really spiritual too right like yeah it's yeah getting in touch with your um your art through spirituality yeah yeah yeah, I like I I do like that. I liked the beginning part where it was just like uh, the concept of like God, but you know it's not really like God. It's just like whatever you know. All of it, obviously, there's some something, some force in the universe, and like yeah. how your creativity is like that's a gift. Like mm-hmm. that's a gift, and you know use it, <laughs> use well, that yeah. gift. We're all creations, yes, right? We're all creations. Yeah. And um, and the biggest thing that we can do is is create thusly you know what i mean like that's yes. our natural yeah. state is as creation is to create further and yes so. some people have babies uh some people have um four minute v- 
music videos about <laughs> uh, using the dick that you've you've got, yeah. you know, and using it well, using it well. Yeah, but it talks about like everyone's an artist, you know, and that you don't have to be good at something to be creative. We also we think like oh, I want to sing, but I'm not good. It's like who fucking cares? Just sing if you want to sing. If you like singing, yeah, you know, and I, that's so freeing because I think it's like what would you be doing creatively if you didn't have to be good at it? And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. And then I think that, like, there's something about watching somebody who is, like, genuinely happy doing what they're doing that is appealing to other people um, versus watching somebody who like for example I use I was actually thinking about this this morning but I'm like why haven't I like wanted to go open miking and it's because the last like when I was right before I quit I was in this weird headspace where I was like looking for approval from comedians instead of just Uh like looking to do my jokes yes and like it put me in this weird like mental headspace where it's like I am now also like being annoying on stage because I'm looking for approval and it's just like it's a vicious cycle and I think like once you get to a point where you're just like I literally don't care I like don't care I just like doing this fucking thing and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it I think people really respond to that totally because they can and I say this because I've been seeking validation my entire life but uh <laughs> you know people can like smell it on you you know what i mean yeah. like yeah, she like needs my validation it's like weird she it's wants like me to laugh so bad at this yeah you feel like you're yeah. like you're sucking their energy away mm-hmm. uh, which i you know if you're trying to get validated of going to open mic stop the best no, you can't. it's impossible <laughs> it's Although, like such a dumb witty place titties. to do that witty titties mic oh okay all female mic the most supportive room I've ever been to. Is it the best place to find out if your joke is bad? Probably not. Right, because everyone's going to laugh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, it, it, it felt so good, and I highly recommend it. Okay, cool. I'll go I'll with check you. It out. Yeah, I would love to. I Let's haven't been in a while. And somebody, like, I randomly met offered me a spot on their show, and I was like, oh, I wasn't going to start fucking doing comedy oh again. <laughs> Stand-up is hard. I want to be, like, you really have to do it all the time. Yeah. And, yeah. like, bomb, too. And yeah. I want to do it, but it takes so much work. People don't realize how much work stand-up takes. Shit. Yeah. Oh, it's constant. Yeah, Always. it's constant. Yeah, I've done it, like, uh, three times in my life, and I think uh, it's just not enough validation for me. Like, yeah. I just, like, I can't, like, I can't. And I just feel like I'm trying to make jokes, and I don't know how to. <laughs> Brinza, what is your favorite outlet for performing comedy? Yes. Ooh. My favorite outlet. That's a great question. I don't know if I really do have a favorite. When I'm when I do stand up and I'm doing well, like that's the fucking mm-hmm. best. You know, yeah. it's just like it's just me on stage with the mic saying stuff that I'm thinking and people are loving it. But that, you know, it happens so few and far between and like we just mentioned, it takes so much work that I haven't been putting in recently. So maybe not that. Um I do like I do like sketch. Um live or video live yeah. yeah i mean i i i like i like video because then you have it for posterity mm-hmm. and yeah. like um but i but live i mean you know you've yeah. all done oh, sketch yeah. teams yeah. like that that energy it's ooh, it's it's very good sketch night is like oh it's the best night of the week it's such a good night such a good night such a good night and i don't know i like um i've only done uh burlesque a handful of times whenever i do it i do like funny yeah you know, i can't just be sexy it's gonna be sexy funny and that's fucking great because yeah. like body positivity it's all sorts of validation like good burlesque crowds cheer so fucking loud while you're taking off your clothes and being stupid and so 
I don't know, I can't, I can't choose. Don't make me choose. Oh, oh no. and yeah, you don't have to. You get a whole, <laughs> you get a whole buffet. Okay, you get a little bit of everything. Uh, hey, let's talk about her side of the bed. Yeah. Okay. okay, so Kate. Oh, Kate informed me that she actually was an extra on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. how Brynn and I met. Uh, how many years ago did was it filmed? It was like five years was, ago. I think it was 2015. Yeah, okay, six years She's ago. She's like in the very last scene. I'm of in the a film. tiny bit of it. Yeah, but it's like you were like a featured actor. You're like you're in it. Yeah, yeah it was a very fun set. Like it was a very. Um, I don't know. Everyone, like, I, again, I met people there that I thought were really dope. You ran a really cool set. Nice. It was very welcoming and warm and friendly. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, and what was it like to, like, because you directed it and yeah. you did a ton of work on it and you weren't, you starred in it. So yes. what, what was that like? It was hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fucking hard. I mean, um, you know, I had directed a lot of stuff before that um and i wanted to make sure that i was you know good at that before before doing both because obviously one is going to suffer because as as an actor you're the watched and as a director you're the watcher and it's kind of hard to to toe that line because you don't want to you know when you're in front of the camera get into your director brain because you can see it in your eyes like oh you're not here with us you're you're thinking about something else so mm-hmm. um so I was cognizant of that and I think I did a good enough job at that and it was it was helpful that the character is kind of just like a caricature of myself yeah you know so if it, if it was like something weird or dramatic or like with the with an accent or something it might have been different it might have been one too many things I was like okay this is just like a, a heightened version of some parts of me so it felt pretty easy to tap into it um some scenes were harder than other. Like there's like the fight scene, and I watch it back, and, and I'm like, yeah, I could have done better. At that. Mm. But it, it's you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I won't get too much into it. But there's like some behind the scenes drama. Mm. I know there's like some, you know, with some of the plot lines, some like art imitating life, imitating oh, art. Kind oh, of interesting. Kind of stuff. Wow. Because there's like a lot of. Uh, there's some intrigue. <laughs> yes, there's some intrigue. There's some, there's, some intrigue. There's, some, there's some stuff. So yeah, there's like a lot going on. It was hard, and it was and it was rewarding. And um, you know, I just I I feel like this it's what I'm meant to be doing. Like I feel good directing, even though it's hard. I it, it's not overwhelming in that like oh I want to stop. It's overwhelming. It's like oh this is overwhelming. Guess I better get on top of it. So it's yeah, it's a really great rush that was tough but super rewarding to do yeah and you wore it uh just from the limited experience i had watching you on set you wore it very well like you wore both hats very very well you like kind of switched seamlessly between behind the camera and in front of the camera and it was just so cool because you'd be like in front of the camera and then i'd see you over in your makeup and your hair and your like (laughs) costume and you're just like on headphones like watching the monitor uh and it was just really cool to see you in both places and kicking ass in both places also yeah Yeah. that's awesome awesome to hear i love this yeah uh it was very inspiring to watch you work (laughs) you make me blush over here lady crazy that like that we met you know like three years before we met yeah yeah that's crazy Wow. I didn't really think about that. Yeah, it's now. really. I know. I I met you so long ago. Yeah, um, and then we were old ladies together. Oh my god! Girl, where's the footage? I forgot about that. They were so good. <laughs> I was in full old face she makeup. Was ama- you looked amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, you looked amazing. Thank you. And there was a. We did a whole scene where we had to fight. I can't remember what happened. <laughs> yeah, in we that had like scene. a physical fight. You want to hear something kind of macabre? 
Yes. Yeah. So, Always. So as we were filming that, my, my grandma was dying. Oh. She was like literally on her deathbed. Oh. And in fact, she died the next day. Oh my God. But, I'm so sorry. Thank you. But you know, she was, she's where she wants to be. She wanted, she was ready to go. <laughs> um, but she, you know, she had had Alzheimer's. She was out, but she was like 94 years old. She was a sure. Holocaust survivor. She's a badass bitch. She Whoa. lives 94. And then she, then she was like done. She's like, <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, in fact, she would ask us to kill her all the time. We're like, we can't do that. Um, <laughs> and so, so it was like getting close to the time. She had a hospice nurse and they're like, it's really touch and go. We don't know. And so we were filming that thing and I didn't want to like, be like, sorry, Alan, I can't show up. My grandma's dying. So I showed up and I did the thing. And then at our lunch break, I like went to go visit my grandma, but I'm still wearing like old lady clothes <laughs> and a full face of old lady makeup. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Is that the last time you saw her? Okay. For, to be fair, she was like, she was not, she's not conscious. She was alive, but she wasn't, she didn't see me. Right. But her fucking hospice nurse was like, so confused. <laughs> she was like, who is this spry old lady who's like <laughs> laying down like she was, she was so confused and i was like no 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 it's me she goes, oh okay uh still didn't get why i was looking like that mm-hmm. but accepted that it was me so that was <laughs> i'm i'm kind of impressed that you didn't like just be like hey here i am on set p.s my grandma's dying right now but uh like yeah i didn't want to i guess i didn't want to like um i didn't want to put anyone out um and plus she like yeah. she had been dying you know what i mean like i wasn't and it was it was close enough to her house that i could like go back and forth yeah you know so i just Hmm. i really like i like funny things and i also like dark things because i think that the line there's a lot of overlap oh yeah yeah oh yeah gotta laugh otherwise you'll be crushed by the darkness oh yes 100 percent. so yes i just want to say that the very first time that i met nikki i'll never forget this day I was working the front desk at the Pack Theater oh, yes. and, you know, watching uh, the show that was going on in the theater behind me. And Nikki was laying on the stage with a microphone to her pussy weeping. <gasps> weeping! Yes! Yeah. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever <laughs> fucking seen. <laughs> and, and, like, you came out and I was, like, starstruck. I was like... That was amazing. You're like, thanks. <laughs> just like, hey, you want some? You want some queens? <laughs> yeah. When we were in um, when we were in treatment, we'd be like four four bunks in a room, and at night we would have queefing contests. <gasps> oh, you what? Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh! How? So you can you can queef? You know on- what? Honestly, it's it's been a minute, but like I want to try harder because I used to be able to do it on command a yeah. lot. Yeah. And maybe it's just I just need to tap into my inner pussy yeah. body. <laughs> <laughs> And you can quote me on that. <laughs> Take a little deeper for that pussy part. <laughs> breathe in. You're like breathing in through your pussy, aren't you? You're like. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, you you like use your abdominal vessels to like pull the air in through your pussy and then push it out like a, like a fart. Um, and there's ways you can do it. Like, uh, y- y- like. The first time I did it really like on accident was in a yoga class mm-hmm. where you like put your legs up in the air, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In the back and then that came down. It was like, <gasps> like the loudest queef I've ever queefed. That was the first time I did it on accident. Uh, I had done it on purpose before. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to queef, just put your legs up in the air and um, let the air come into you. I'm, I'm doing <laughs> She's showing. I thought you were going to say, if you want to queef, come over and we'll queef. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we can queef together. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you should teach a workshop. You have my full support. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah. Bryn. 
Hi. We're gonna we're gonna do something that we like to call. These are five things. Okay, first question. Yeah. What's your biggest influence in comedy? My biggest influence in comedy. I think um, definitely Kids in the Hall from when I was growing up. SNL from from that era, era as well. So like uh, the, the early '90s, early '90s sketch, yeah, sketch. yeah. early yeah. '90s yeah. sketch, yeah. Yeah, so like Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, Mike yeah. Myers, Dana yeah. Carvey, yes. Phil Hartman, Phil, oh, Phil. Hartman. Oh. Rip Rip, yeah, so good, Rough. yeah. That early '90s SNL was just like it's fucking perfect. magical, yeah, perfect. it was really yeah. magical. Who's your, who's your favorite from SNL? Don't make me choose. Um, do I have to choose? No, 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 no. you don't. <laughs> do you have a favorite character from that period? I really liked. I, I remember emulating the um, the cheerleaders a lot. Will Ferrell and Cherry oh, O'Donnell. Yes, yes, yes. It's the ones that I, em- I don't know if they were my favorite. Here's the thing with me: like, I can't choose favorites of anything because I have so many favorites for different situations. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. who's my favorite character to when I'm feeling sad or when who's oh. the, like fucking crazy, you know, loon character? Right. Um, so yeah, I. I can't even choose a favorite food or anything like that because I'm just like, mm, it depends on the situation. Wait, when's mm. your birthday? Are you a Libra? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in fact the exact opposite. I'm, I'm an Aries. Oh. Okay, there, gotcha. Therefore, I'm a child. I want it all. Oh. Want it all. oh. Okay. Uh, all right. What uh, has been your best moment in comedy, worst moment in comedy? Please don't say your worst moment in comedy was when I awkwardly was like, you don't have to write for the show. I'm not going to say it because you said it for me. No. no I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, uh, worst moment in comedy. There's a few. Just like whenever you bomb. Um, <laughs> just I, there's one uh, sketch uh, s- sketch show that I was at in at the pack, and um, it's just like every sketch, like every sketch, I fucked up, and I was like, okay, that's oh, that's a throwaway oh. night. Like we'll forget about that night. Except you haven't. It's just, <laughs> it's just not there. That's why. That's why I can't sleep at night. Um, <laughs> and it's again, it's hard to choose. Ooh. Um, I I loved working on your show. That was so much fun. Um, I loved performing comedy music uh, and having it be well received. Yeah, you were there, and I know this because you have such an amazing laugh. And on the video, uh. I can hear your <laughs> laugh. Um, so yeah, I think I think maybe as of as of late, doing comedy music so it was something new that I never done before, and really enjoying it and having it be well received. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's the best. Yeah, as of late, there's like, there's, you know, there's milestones. And then the worst is just bombing in it's general. Just bombing in general. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't pick up, can't pick one. I had a fucking, well, I did an open mic at the improv a few weeks ago and they like did not, the whole first three minutes of my set, they didn't laugh one time. Oh. And it was a very full room. So as of late, that is my worst. Yeah. Oh. I get that. It's like, I feel like your worst because I feel like doing comedy it's like childbirth right your brain blocks out the bad so that you can like do it again (laughs) so that you feel like you could do it again yeah uh i feel like bad like bad sets it's like after a few years the that one goes away and then there's a new worst one one. yeah Yeah. and like if you do it long enough you're gonna have new best and worst moments i have another worst for you i was doing improv at ucb and i went up to like the 401 or whatever and i was doing really well and i was like i'm good at improv and i and i was 
I auditioned for like for mod twice and I got a call back but I never got ahead and I was like you know what I need to do I need to take an improv class with the creative director of UCB and show her how good I am oh, no. and I was never less funny than I was in that class and it was a fucking train wreck and I just was watching myself being unfunny and like couldn't do anything about it for like eight weeks oh. so that was that was that was bad I hated that a lot I literally haven't done improv since I took that class oh. <laughs> <laughs> quit my improv team I was like this is no longer for no me. yeah improv yeah. is tough though yeah oh you know it's not tough having friendships so uh number three Hype up a friend. Maybe somebody you'd like to see come on our podcast. Oh, yes. I'm going to hype up uh, a couple. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Lauren Neal and Jill Bennett. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. They are a power couple, both brilliant actors and um, producers and writers. And yeah, you should check out all of their stuff. They're just brilliant in their own right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to hype them up because I I directed um, uh, Lauren's one woman show where she's a character named Licky Ukraj and it's like <laughs> she wrote all of these rap songs for it and she's like really good. She's fucking brilliant. She has such a mind and they're both like funny, fun, talented, brilliant, beautiful women who are married to each other and they're just like my favorite couple in the whole world. So bring them both on. Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah. Can we do that? I know. <laughs> I thought I thought about doing some kind of couple interview, mic? a two-person interview. Yeah. yeah. We have another mic. Ooh, Ooh. We have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ready. Well, thanks for hyping them up for, for um, them. My pleasure. For us. All right. What? Oh, my gosh. This question I am particularly curious about because you have done fucking everything. You right? have done, like, I, like, you've, you've. You had your hands in all the honey pots, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so what is something that you haven't gotten to do yet that you're excited to do? Ooh. Oh, I'd like to I'd like to play a character that's really different than myself. Mm. Because, mm. because people like people cast me and stuff and uh, surprise they cast me as like a, a brassy artsy Jewish broad, like 99% <laughs> of the time. Surprising, I know. Um, but Wait, you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. It's so unlike me. But yeah, to play like, I don't know, maybe someone from a different country or like some, like a really dramatic role, just something very unique and different that's, that um, will really challenge my my acting abilities and will make me like study up. Because when I'm playing myself, I'm like, oh, I don't have to prepare for this. I just like, show up and just mm -hmm. do this. So yeah. That's what yeah. I'd like to do. For like a movie, a TV show. <laughs> Wherever you Where? cast me, please. Please. <laughs> well, oh I've got this. Uh, be specific now. <laughs> I've, I've got this alley in the back that if you want to if you wanna be dramatic in this alley, I'll cast you. I want to be dramatic everywhere with yeah. you. <laughs> Under a house, in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, finally, last question. What advice do you have to offer to people just starting out in comedy or who are in the throes of it now? Don't cater to fear. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fear is big and hungry and it, you know, it wants you to feed it all the time. So don't cater to it. I know it's hard and like, so be nice to yourself if you just like, if you're having a fucking panic attack and you need to stay home and not do a mic, that's okay. But if you know, do what you can to, to put yourself out there and do the thing that you want to do and try it. Like we talked about before, you know, try it. Maybe you like it. And if it sucks, then maybe it'll be better next time, or at least you, you did it. And, um, I find that there's like so many things I want to do and it just feels overwhelming. And, 
you know, don't try to take on the whole ocean, take it wave by wave. So I'm like, you know, if I work on my set and I write for like 10 minutes today, that's something that's a step in the right direction. If you just do like, do like that little bits at a time, then you're working toward your goal other than, other than like, I want to make a whole movie. Well, that seems overwhelming. I guess I won't do anything. We'll start writing a page. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do a little, do a little something. You can't tell a whole field in one day. Yes, that's true. Well, you're not you're not going to plant a whole field of corn. That's true. Mm-hmm. But some people and like me in the past, I was like it just seems so overwhelming because you just look at the final product. You you just look at the painting, you don't look at the brush strokes. And you have right. to yeah, so that's my advice. Don't cater to fear and take like teeny tiny steps toward what you want to do. Hell yeah. And yeah. you do since you are doing so much. I feel like that's great advice. Um for not getting overwhelmed with it. I give myself that advice every day. I'm like, oh, there's so much I want to fucking do. Okay, you know what? I'm going to set a timer for 15 minutes and I'm going to work on this thing for 15 minutes. Yeah. Girl, you just you just opened my <laughs> world so hard. I have a lot of trouble getting motivated and I'm working on like four different things right now. Mm-hmm. And like, I have a lot of trouble getting motivated to sit down and do things. And I think it's because it's so overwhelming. It's so yep. big. It yeah. feels so big. And then just the reminder of like, no, just work on it in finite chunks. And it's suddenly fucking doable seriously yes. set, i set timers all the time alexa's mad at me she's like oh, another timer um set a timer <laughs> set a timer for 10 minutes and it's like you can do fucking 10 minutes and then maybe after that you're like that felt good i'll do another 10 minutes mm-hmm. girl this is okay so i started tutoring this is how i work with the kids that i tutor like when they're like i don't want to write i'm like write for five minutes mm-hmm. just you just have to write for five minutes and then yeah. they do it and they're like and I'm like was that hard and they're like no and i'm like cool give me another five minutes you know what i mean oh, but like yeah it's literally like it's just so weird that i can apply certain principles to other people and not myself <laughs> you gotta you gotta baby yourself and I, I, I this is the last thing i'm gonna say and about the artist's way okay yeah yes um one of the things is treating yourself like a precious object will will make you strong so i think sometimes if we're not doing the stuff that we want to do we're like oh fuck i should have done more and i'm failing like mm-hmm. treat yourself like do nice shit buy yourself a thing and like give yourself a nice meal and relax and take naps and do shit and and work on your stuff but you need to you need to do both you need to treat yourself well because if you treat yourself like a piece of shit then you know that's what you're gonna that's how you're gonna feel about yourself so treat yourself like a precious object and tiny steps in the right direction yeah princess (laughs) do you want to be my life coach yes Yes, i do (laughs) i've been in therapy for 12 years i'll just trickle down everything she's taught me yeah life coaching that might be i mean like if you're looking for another industry no this is like really amazing advice this is great (laughs) my pleasure oh well it's been our pleasure to have you on this is what a delight all of our pleasures it's great to be to be had Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, it was great to have you. Thanks, thanks so much for being yes. here. Thanks, ladies. Yeah. Oh, well, well, that was delightful. That was delightful. I have not seen Bryn since before the pandemic. Like, I say I say that about everybody. <laughs> Literally, I got to stop saying that. Yeah, it's, right? Yeah, Katie, it's not news. <laughs> yeah, like, every time we go to, like, a like anything that's, oh, like, whoa, crazy to be around people. It's like, yeah, it's been, like, Six months, bro. Yeah. Although Atsuko Katsuka had a great joke about that in her set about how, because this is exactly how I felt, how uh, the vaccine doesn't care if you haven't been working on yourself for the last six months. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that is exactly how that felt. So like, it was just like all of a sudden, like, welcome back. And you're like, wait, I I thought I had a little more time to become a good person. (laughs) 
Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, but Bryn, Bryn is a good person. We're Bryn's so glad to have her Yeah, I'm so glad to have her on. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like, again, just such an inspirational badass. She does so yeah. much. Yes, yes. Uh, check out her movie on Amazon, Her Side of the Bed, um, and whatever she's got going on. Follow her on Instagram. Real Tough Cookies on Real YouTube. T- yes. Gosh, yeah, she's directing. We'll keep an eye out for that documentary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very cool. You know what else is cool? <laughs> the Period Podcast Network. Yes. Uh, and also, leaving us a review on <laughs> Apple is very cool. Leave us uh, some stars and a review. Leave us some stars and a review. Preferably five stars on a positive review. And also, you'll be added to, uh, when you do that, you, we, you'll be added to our, our raffle Ah, yes, our raffle, in which uh, the prize is still currently um, uh, Jackie Johnson's Cookie Southern Ant Ass Ass Oil. oil. (laughs) That's the way she says it, too. I love her accent. Ass Oil. oil. Um, So do that. Sign up for that. And then uh, check out the Period Podcast Network. Check out our Patreon. Yeah. And we will, like, honestly, like, look, if you sign up for the Patreon, I will at least send you a video of me queefing <laughs> just a, a video straight up a video oh that actually happened to me on only fans once somebody was like hey can i get a video of you queefing and i was like yeah how much do i charge for this oh my god how much did you charge i think i charged 50 bucks girl you undercharged i did yeah i undercharged most people i was given full-on like <sighs> my like dick reviews were amazing <laughs> i bet yeah they were on a green i did a green screen i did it over zoom so i could like weather girl it oh my god that's talk amazing about dicks. Yeah, good times anyways uh, we're not talking about dicks we're talking about peer <laughs> we're talking about periods uh, <laughs> period podcast network we are in the process of a i guess I'll, it's okay to make this announcement yeah, yeah. We're in the process of going through a name change so yes. that will be changing at some point soon yeah as, um, as you as you learn about um you know, learn learn more things. Uh, you become like more aware of stuff. And I, I, as a network, we were like, "Hey, we're not just representative of uh, women who uh, have periods." Mm-hmm. Um, and not that that was the intention originally. It was like, "Oh, period." It's like, "Oh, you know, it's cute as a little play on word." Part of it's like period, like the you know period, like that's it. Yeah. Um, this is all you need. Uh, yeah. But, so yeah, so it's cool. I'm I'm excited to find out like what you know what what we change to and how we can be more inclusive hey everybody keep crushing it comedy girl crush was created by nikki urban is edited by kate siegel is produced by kate siegel mackenzie mazel and the period podcast network our music is by rena hunter and our artwork is by ariel alter 